9 o'clock. It's Monday, the good, the bad, the ugly. It's Jim Davis Show. I'm Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Broncos end on a less than positive note yesterday. 27-14, the loss to the Raiders at Allegiant. That was three and a half hours of wah-wah. And, you know, just going through, like, on Mile High Report, winners and losers from yesterday's game. They got Jerry Judy as a winner. Okay, I guess. Three catches, 79 yards. Had the impressive tie right after the touchdown. catch. Yeah, it's... No offense. It was a nice play, but wh- where's that been? Brandon Johnson, okay. I'll, I'll go with that. Four catches, 88 yards. He's a guy I think that can develop moving forward. Once again, got to stay healthy, though. They had on their uh, winner's improved draft pick. Okay, moved up two spots. All right, I, I sure. He went from 14th to 12th. Does that, is that going to get you the player you want? Assuming that player is a quarterback. The way things are looking right now, I don't know if that's the case. If it's going to get you who you really want. And, and once again, we, we go through this whole thing of, is a rookie quarterback going to be better than what you already have? There's there are no guarantees here. There are, there are not. USA Today has the Broncos mocked to draft Nate Wiggins from Clemson, the cornerback, because they could use somebody. Fabian Monroe. No offense, he's been a nice kind of guy to plug mm-hmm. in there. He got abused at times yesterday, and so they got to have somebody that goes along. The, the you know, good running mate mm-hmm. for PS two. Uh, Barstool has. Liatu Latu, the edge rusher from UCLA. We could always use help on the outside. Mm-hmm. But none of that's quarterback. Isn't that an area that they they need to address? Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't you think? Because uh, we talked about the free agent group. Mm-hmm. It's not very good. And the, the one guy that's actually pretty good, though we view it as maybe uh, somewhat lateral, Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. you're not gonna you're not gonna bring in Kirk Cousins. No, you just don't have the money for that. You just don't have the money to do it. So SI.com has a mock draft pick, which is really really intriguing, because it's something that they have been missing for a year and a half now. Brock Bowers, Bowers. Georgia Brock tight Monster. end. Georgia tight end would be good. Yeah, guy played his butt off, hurt. Mm-hmm. I would like Brock Bowers. I I would I would be totally down with that. That'd pick. be very interesting. Yes, that'd, be a good, that'd actually be a really good draft pick. I think it's an area of need. Mm-hmm. Greg Dolchich can't stay healthy. We, we've definitely seen Brock Bowers can play through injury. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Pro Football Focus has Dallas Turner, the edge rusher at uh, Alabama. Yeah, just looking through some of these mocks mm-hmm. here of what. Who the Broncos might possibly take. PFF now, thinks you know, that the first 11 picks are going to be five quarterbacks. Bleach Report has Penix going to the Broncos. We'll see what tonight does mm-hmm. for his 
his stock, which is already very much on the rise. The thing about as much as I love Michael Penix, the the injury history is, I think, concerning. It has the to, it has to be a little concerning too. Yeah, you know, because he's twenty two, twenty three, I think. Yeah, because he missed a couple seasons with injury. Yeah, he'll be twenty four in May. Yeah, that's not like that's not, not ancient, ancient, but. but you know, Bo Nix is kind of in that same area. And I, to be honest, I don't know. And I, I really don't know this for any of the five. Williams, May, Penix, Nix, McCarthy, you know, and uh, who's the Jaden Daniels. Yeah. I don't know what any of their pro prospects are. I don't know if any of them are surefire locks to be great. I don't know that anymore with quarterback, not even this year, anymore at all. If a guy is going to be a lock in the next level. We thought Caleb Williams would be last year. This year, now it's kind of like, hmm. It's not a good season. It wasn't like he had a, a disastrous season. But it kind of, he fell back to the pack on the, yeah. this guy's going to Canton. Now it's a little bit of, he's going to take some work. The way they finished... And not not being in the college football, not even getting not mm-hmm. even getting to the Pac-12 title game. I, that while that's not all on him, right? Because USC's defense had problems, but he does. You know, a, a byproduct of that failure from a team standpoint, it does kind of it's a little bit of a stink on him too. Yeah, yeah, it does because he's played a part in that. I don't I don't know how good Drake May is going to be. Because say what you want about USC. North Carolina was not very good this year. No, they were even not. Even with Drake May. Like, he didn't cover a, a lot of their failures like Caleb Williams did last year for USC. And, and yeah, and, and like J.J. McCarthy, I scrappy guy, competitor. Mm-hmm. I know you don't like him because where he plays. I just don't look at him and go, yep, that guy's the answer. He didn't throw a single pass in the second half of their win against Penn State. Like, it's not him the reason they're winning. They have a fantastic rush on the defensive side. They have a fantastic ball rusher on the offensive side. They have the Roman kid. They have some good weapons that uh, J.J. McCarthy is like the list of Broncos problems. The reason for Michigan's success is J.J. McCarthy is way down the list. He's a good player. Right. When he meets with Jim Harbaugh alone, he's not the best quarterback in the room. (laughs) And so that, that leads us to tonight's game. National championship game is tonight. Michigan, Washington. Mm-hmm. Come on, Michael Penix Jr. You you picked Washington with our picks Friday. I'm going to Michigan just because I think I think their defense is going to be the biggest challenge that the Michael Penix Jr.'s probably faced this season. I'm hoping for a really entertaining game. I, I really am. It is going to be their most explosive offense that Michigan has faced. And like I said Friday, I'm picking Michigan, but I'm rooting for Washington. Me too. I got so, I'm, I'm so tired, as we've discussed at nauseum in this program mm. of... Jim Harbaugh's of martyrdom. The, the martyrdom of Jim Harbaugh with the Connor Stallion situation being suspended. And, you know, first off, it was a suspension for mm. vi- you know, incidentally violations. Yeah. And then it was, it was the... Holding up the this, four fingers like you know, you're the, the four horsemen. Yeah. 
the missing man formation, which they haven't done yet, but I'm waiting for it. We ran that offensive play with 10 guys for our fallen for, coach who's standing right there. For you, there. coach. For you, coach. Yeah. The He's not dead. In a single file line, wearing Harbaugh's jersey backwards, getting off the bus. Like, come on. Like, all just I, make like, it stop. Look, all I look, I, this I, I know. If you're if you're going to draft Michael Penix Jr., having room temperature milk did, as a drink, D- Denver Denver better have a improved offensive line because they're going to get that kid killed. They're going to get him killed because he's a deep ball guy. He's perfect mm-hmm. for for what I his his ability to throw the deep ball is astonishing. Of course, he's got guys like Rome Adunzi. Yeah. I think it's a Dunsey. I think it was what Scott Van Pelt butchered his name. <laughs> yeah, he whiffed a couple times, yeah. Jalen McMillan, the Polk kid's really good. That's going to ch- be a big test for <laughs> Michigan secondary because those those are guys that are insane, particularly Dunsey, is a insane deep ball threat. He's mocked as a top 10 pick, too. Yeah. Like, he was strong hands. Yeah. A couple of plays in that game against Texas where – I mean, he he high pointed the ball, mm-hmm. and just his he's hand strength big too. Yeah, like six three two fifteen. He's a good sized lad. I mean, Penix Junior is completing seventy two percent of his passes, and at one point he was on pace for five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns. But then that cooled off a little bit, mm-hmm. so he didn't end up with with quite you know those kind of gaudy numbers. We're gonna get there though at some point. With the three team or three round playoffs, somebody in college is going to throw for five thousand yards in yep. the next ten it'll, years. It'll happen. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's not if it's when. Right. Hopefully, it's Will Howard next year. And just looking at the quarterbacks, that Pennix seventy two percent completion percentage. Uh, this is quarterbacks when win probability is under fifty percent. Um, fifteen point four yards per completion for Pennix. McCarthy, 78% completion percentage, 11.8 yards per completion. Both guys are really good in in pressure moments in big games. I, I just I think it's, I just think more of the more of the pressure lands on Penix Jr.'s shoulders when the pressure situation arises. Absolutely. JJ McCarthy can, you know, if they're up three with three minutes left, they can they can punt it away and not have, you know, a flutter in their heartbeat. Because they've got a really good offensive line, Michigan mm-hmm. does, and they got Blake Corum. And they got a really good defense, too. Yes, like, they got if insane they're up, you defense. can be like, eh, bonk, here's the football back. Yeah. You're not going to score. Washington, they're like, all right, you got to go win this, this game. And one of Michigan, Michigan's strength offensively is Washington's mm-hmm. biggest weakness. They don't, they don't stop the run well at all. Huskies 121st out of 133 against the run. Pass defense is good, but their run defense is not. For the Huskies, if they don't win this game tonight, I think it's going to be because they ran out of time. Because Michigan's going to kill the clock with their running game. Absolutely. They'll, 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 they'll shorten the, the, the possession, shorten the game, control the time of possession. And, yeah, I, I agree. Because their, their run game is capable of doing that. Then the Broncos can draft Michael Penix, and there's two MPJs in town. Neither of whom play defense, as it turns out. 
Hey, wait a minute. Just kidding. That's unfair. That's MPJ, the one that's already there, is doing more of that. That's true. It's that's, getting, it's that's getting true. better, man. That it's getting unfair. better. Unfair crack. That's my bad. Unfair, sir. Unfair. We have a winner for uh, the number game. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you reminded me. Mm-hmm. That we Do we have a winner for that this morning? And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Yes, Kit with the correct answer of six original AFL teams missing the playoffs because they're, it's not like the Ravens situation. All of their lineage continues. The Oilers, now Texans, missed. Titans, now Jets, missed. The Patriots, missed. Chargers, missed. Dallas Texans, now Kansas City Chiefs, in. are in. Bills, in. Raiders and Broncos, out. Yeah. So just the so two. Just the two. So six. Yeah. Kit, first in the door. Good job, Kit. Way to go. Yeah. Chris on the team text line this morning. Good morning, fellas. A, a good, bad, and ugly for you. Good. There is no reason to have any unnecessary hope for the Broncos next season. Bad. There's still the same glaring issues that have been uh, been there through all the past few seasons. Offensive line, tight end, defensive line, etc. Ugly. Broncos following in the Monfort's footsteps. And let's pay our biggest name to not play for us next season. Yeah, there's a little bit of that going on. Like, the season is still slightly warm. And <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's no hope next year. Uh, number, Chris, I'm not going to agree with you on the first part, okay? I'm, I'm going to try to have some hope here. They, they did win eight games this year. It's not like they've won one game and that kind of thing, so... Yes. Uh, uh, Life comes at you fast. Yeah, it does. He, he makes the makes the comparison to the Rockies. I uh, read the piece over the weekend about the, the TV situation. Yeah. Of course, we'll have Rockies baseball mm-hmm. with, uh, with of course, uh, Jerry and, and Jack once again uh, coming up with spring training here in, in February, into March, but uh, in February. But um, the piece about what's going to happen with the TV side, with the yeah. AT&T Rocky Mountain Sports Net, which is now gone, mm-hmm. it, it ended on December 31st, of what's going to happen there because – all the people that work for, for did for AT and T, Drew Goodman, Spilly, all those folks, Jenny Kavner, all mm-hmm. them—they're all contract people, and so they didn't have a—they were a year, kind of a year-to-year deal, and so we don't—we don't know right now what's going to happen, as from a from a TV standpoint for the Rockies. I saw that they're going to take over. Um, MLB is going to take over the production. Correct. That is that is correct. But we don't know. We don't know if there's going to be an actual linear TV channel. Because what happened to the Padres, their Diamond Sports Group, mm-hmm. they were a subsidiary of Sinclair that owned Bally Regional Sports, and they used to own the, the rights to, te- to televise you know 14 MLB teams. That went to Chapter 11 last March. Yep. So Diamond Sports Group lost the rights to the Padres after they didn't pay them for their rights fees, so MLB came in and took over the games. This was during during the season. Mm-hmm. Like July. Yeah, and, and league charged Padres fans $19.99 per month or $74.99 for the rest of the regular season to watch games on MLB.tv. They also televised them on, on the cable through additional channels. And so in, in July, Major League Baseball had to do the same thing with the Diamondbacks team that went all the way to the World Series. Mm-hmm. When the Padres and D-backs partner with MLB to provide a direct-to-consumer streaming option, the local blackouts for fans on MLB 
TV were lifted, which as well should have been be the case. Good thing for those of us that are cord cutters. So now, what's going to happen with the Rockies? Could it be a similar situation? Could they sell an app that you watch the Rockies on? There's a there's there's a certainly in the article, and I, and I think they're absolutely spot on with this from Patrick Saunders. The the Padres are the only game in town. That was a star-studded lineup. Mm-hmm. The team was expected to, to make a deep run in the playoffs, and obviously that did not happen. Didn't get to the postseason. And but but fans there are the the Padres are it in San Diego. Yeah, that's not the case with the Rockies. A team that, that lost over 100 games this year. A team that while attendance was still good, was not as great as it's been. TV numbers were down big big time. Mm-hmm. And so they're not what? interesting. Well, at least the yeah. Padres, while bad, were interesting. They had they had talent and they were interesting. And th- I mean, they had Juan Soto for a it while. May not and be interesting now. anymore. Yeah, and, and 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 so for the for the Rockies, it's a different story where mm-hmm. they're they're a bad team that's not the only game in town, and they're a distant fourth in the hearts yeah. and minds of people over there. Are you going to get somebody to pay twenty bucks a month to watch the Rockies? I, I and that's what Patrick Saunders says in this article. I don't think so. I don't think you're going to see that. And I don't I don't think a lot of people will, but there's the caveat of if it's part of the MLB package where then if they're no longer yeah. blocked out and I'm spending my 25 bucks a month to get all the games except Rockies games. Now Rockies are part of that. I think you might be able to get people if you say, "Hey, you know what? Cuz 20 bucks a month for just the Rockies it's not very appetizing. Right. $25 a month for everyone? That's a little more palatable if you're a baseball fan. And, that, and that's assuming you're a baseball fan. That's right. assuming you're a Rockies fan, where all I care about is the Rockies. I don't I don't care about mm-hmm. what the Royals are doing. Or, but if I have all these other wherever. channels and the Rockies just happen to be on one, yeah. I'll watch them. Absolutely. But if but if you if I just want the Rockies, mm-hmm. I have to justify paying $20 a yeah. month. Potential. We don't know that's what it's going to be, but that's that's, that's the, the number that's been, yeah, area. That's what the Padres were charging fans. That's and, and that's w- not going to get a lot of people on board because not everybody's the sicko like me who will watch A's Royals on a Tuesday afternoon. Or and, and are you exactly? And so are you going to be able to find a local platform? We discussed this, and it, it comes up in this article about the possibility of partnering with Altitude because mm-hmm. it could help out Altitude in their battle with Comcast. Say, hey, look, we got the Rockies now along with Avalanche and Nuggets. What, you know, what, how about getting us back on the cable system? Right. That it, that it adds to what they have in terms of programming that the Comcast might go, okay, we, we see value there along with all this mm-hmm. together. Your that, asking price is now more palatable. Yeah. But that yeah. price is going to change if they bring on the Rockies. I don't know how much that actually solves in the dispute. You know what I mean? It, it makes them more attractive. It makes it a more attractive situation for Comcast for them to work out a deal. Mm-hmm. But, nothing, they have but nothing, three of the four properties. Yeah, but, but nothing is, but there's been no discussion of that. That apparently, according to uh, the, the Saunders article, Sports Business Journal, that, that Altitude approached the Rockies about trying to bring mm-hmm. them on because they thought it helped resolve the dispute with Comcast. And they haven't carried, Comcast has not carried altitude since 2019, September of 2019. Yeah. Like that relationship may be forever 
yeah, damaged. And, and it may they may get the Rockies, but that may not fix the problem. Because I don't know who's to blame for the Comcast altitude thing. Comcast may be drawing a line in the sand and be like, no, we're not, we're not going to do any more than X. And Altitude may be asking for higher. And now that since this dispute, Altitude's won both the Stanley Cup and the Larry O, their number's not getting lower. They're just getting higher. And if you add the Rockies and you start to kind of monopolize the sports properties in town, that number's still not going to get any lower. And if it was five years ago too much for Comcast, now with two championships and the Rockies added possibly... It's, it's not going to resolve itself because the altitude is not going to bring their number down, and nor should they. They have two hot properties in the ones they already own. And then the Rockies, you know, they would have the summer monopoly on baseball. I wouldn't lower my number. But if I'm Comcast, I'd be like, that Rockies does nothing for us. Sorry. Yeah, offense. yeah it's, it's look at where the, the season they just had. Mm-hmm. What, the, what, the, what the numbers were from a rating standpoint. We get three Yankees yep. games. We get three Red Sox games. We get 12 Dodgers games. That doesn't do anything for us. I mean, could it help? Maybe. But first off, you have to you have to get the Rockies willing to partner with Altitude right. to even create that scenario. And that has not happened yet. Because the Rockies don't have an honest picture of where they fall in the landscape. They just, True. They don't. They don't realize that we just got a scrape for the people that aren't on the Broncos season ticket list and don't go to Avs and Nuggets games. That's where they're at. That's not where they market themselves as. You know, they're like, hey, we're the we're the game in town. No, you're not. No, no you're not. Last ten years has been a yeah. It's been ten years. It's been less than ten years. Yeah. Super Bowl, Stanley Cup, Larry O, and couple playoff games against the Dodgers. One of those things is not like the others. And the, the other thing that came out of the article was about, you know, mentioned with the, the year-to-year contracts for, for Spilly and, and Houston and, and mm-hmm. Drew and, and Jenny Kavner and everybody, that the, the feeling is that they'll, they'll probably be back because they're not going to have time to look for a new broadcast crew they're gonna they're gonna bring in people that, that know the team and you know MLB takes over the production of it. That they'll probably be back doing games. Now the question is though, outside of streaming, where are you gonna be able to watch them? Yeah, you'll be able to listen to them right here on the radio mm-hmm. on the team. We'll, we'll tell you that much. Not every game because we have other things we carry, but we will always carry a, a good chunk of uh, Rockies baseball for we, you. Yeah, we get we get about. 65, 70% of the 162. It's not bad. Not bad. All right, 923. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Coming up, we'll have uh, four down territory this day in sports history. That's on the way. On the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Cuckoo, loony, and crazy. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 927. Good, the bad, the ugly today. Good text. The Broncos offense looked the same. It has all year long other than Jerry actually caught the ball and didn't drop it. I want to believe that we're going to be a contender next year. I don't see how we can be. 
They've got the 12th pick in the draft, and it isn't going to be on any quarterbacks worth the dang left. At least I would assume we need a receiver. I love Sutton, but Sutton's not a number one receiver. He's a solid number two. So drafting a wide receiver may be a good route to go, but who knows what will be left on the defensive side of the ball. We need a pass rusher. We don't really have any solid pass rushers. We need another Miller. Let's go Nuggets. From Marty, concerning the Rockies, what bothers me is if MLB takes over and lifts any local blackout, will we on the Western Slope be considered part of the metro market or will be left out in the cold? Now, my understanding is they, they, they take the blackout off Completely. completely, yes. That's, it's off, it doesn't matter where. Yeah. It's off completely. Like, I think that if we're blacked out and they lift it, it would be lifted here. Yes. I think that's that's my interpretation of it as well, that it, it's a it's a total removal of the, of the blackout. Mm-hmm. All right, so Dylan's got uh, Good, the Bad, the Ugly today. You can get yours in on the team line, 970-242-1340. Good nuggets last night. Bad and ugly. Avs lost to Florida Saturday afternoon. How do you give up three goals in the first eight minutes? Yeah, it was not pretty. Yeah, wasn't wasn't particularly solid effort there to get started. No, no, not at all. All right, uh, nine twenty-eight, and it's time to hop into four down territory. We're into four down territory on the Jim Davis Show on the team. All right, start things out with first down latest on George Payton and this is according to uh, the rap sheet Ian Rappaport Tom Pelissero, NFL Media that uh, they say George Payton Broncos GM's job is safe they say that Payton's overall talent evaluation relationship with Sean Payton should help him keep his job though also heard that go through the draft and that the Broncos could very well part ways with George Payton after the draft. Because right now, they may not feel like it's the best time to, to bring somebody else in. But there's no doubt that, that Sean Payton will, will be the guy that decides if George Payton sticks around or not, whether it's into next season or if it ends after the draft comes up uh, later this spring. But at least for right now, George Payton will still be the Broncos general manager. All right, we move on to second down to the Golden Globes last night. Yay! What? The Golden Globes? Yes. The Golden Globes are on after CBS's coverage of the NFL on Sunday. Uh, comedian Joe Coy was hosting the uh, Golden Globes this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, at times it can be, uh, it gets a little edgy at the Golden Globes. Yeah. I don't think this is necessarily edgy. Here's a joke that apparently did not make Taylor Swift, who was in attendance, very happy. Maybe. Possibly. Hopefully. I'm getting... Uh, getting nothing. Getting nothing. Here's, here's what Joe Coy said. The biggest difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. Have you seen the look that she gave him? Icy. A look of, I would like to come up there and just beat the snot out of you. Because she's not crazy about all the time she gets shown on TV. She's I'm there to support mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey. I, I don't know why they have to keep showing me all the time. Uh, Kelsey was also set out yesterday. 16 yards shy of a, another 1,000-yard season. But they, they set him out yesterday. He's had some, some injuries. But, uh, yeah, she looked uh, a, a little bit upset at Joe Coy last night 
Yeah. Yeah, I could understand that. So, anyway, we go on to uh, third down. Okay. That uh, the CW, remember, they were in the uh, college football landscape this week. The Arizona Bowl went head-to-head with Georgia's blowout of Florida State and got whacked. But it was still the CW's second-most-watched college football game on record, which was behind Wyoming's win over Toledo. It's the network's first year airing college football. So it's not pro- bad. It's promising. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read where Barstool's not certain they're going to continue sponsoring, sponsoring it because the they feel like there's yeah. some... They're not getting enough financially out of it to, to sponsor it again. I, I, again, I don't like rooting for people to fail except for uh, Dave Poitnoy. Yeah, he's he's a tool. What a tool. All right, let's go to the NFL incentive tracker, shall we? Baltimore linebacker Jadavian Clowney had a $1 million bonus for seven sacks. If he hits nine, he gets $1.75 million. He went into Baltimore's game with Pittsburgh with eight and a half sacks. He got his sack and his bonus. Congratulations to Davian Clowney. Chris Jones has a $1.25 million bonus if he hits 10 sacks. He went into Kansas City's game with the Chargers at nine and a half. He got a sack. Yes. And hit his bonus. And you bonus. get a sack. And yeah. you get... You hit your bonus. Chargers line running back Austin Eckler needed 110 yards from scrimmage to get to 1125, which would get him a hundred thousand dollar bonus. Austin Eckler total yards from scrimmage in that game was 49. So he fell quite a bit short of his uh, incentive. That's unfortunate. The worst one though, DeAndre Hopkins. He could have. He's already made a million and a half. He makes an extra quarter million with seven catches, an extra quarter mil with 39 yards, and $250,000 more with two more touchdowns. Okay, so he needs seven, 39, and two to get $750,000. Well, the Jacksonville Jaguars and Titans played. DeAndre Hopkins had as I'm looking for his name. He had seven catches. Ding, ding, ding. 46 yards. Ding, ding, ding. One touchdown. Oh. Man alive. That's too bad. Oh. Such. So close. Such an unfortunate. Devin Singletary, he needed to play uh, 50 of 67 snaps. So uh, like 85% to get his uh, $125,000 bonus for snaps played. He played 88% of the Texan snap count. He hits his incentive for the year. A lot of fun looking at that over the weekend. It's fantasy football for people who don't play fantasy football. All right, 934. Time for This Day in Sports History. That's the story of the greatest sport moment in all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's This Day in Sports History. All right, we, we mentioned, because we have the text about mm-hmm. nobody's ever cried about a quarterback getting benched, or in this case, yep. traded in Denver like Tim Tebow. How would you like a Tim Tebow-centric this day in sports history? Love it. Let's go back to 2009. Tim Tebow wins the matchup of Heisman Trophy winners as number one Florida beats number two Oklahoma 
and the winner of the Heisman that year, Sam Bradford, 24-14 in the BCS National Championship Bowl. Also on this day, 2012, Tim Tebow connects with Demarius Thomas, the blink, the electrifying 80-yard touchdown pass, which was Demarius Thomas running pretty much 75 yards for the touchdown. Uh, the first play of overtime, or that was the first time ever, the first touchdown wins, and the Broncos beat the Steelers 29-23 in the AFC wildcard game. The play, the longest to end a playoff game in overtime, takes 11 seconds and is the quickest ending to an overtime in NFL history. So there you go, a little Tim Tebow-centric this day in sports history. All right, 936. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, some garbage time on the way. Also, I'll give you a, a recap of the, the high school sports weekend as uh, so teams get uh, back in the court, back on the mats uh, to just get ready for uh, the push toward the postseason, state tournaments, things like that. So uh, we'll uh, get into that coming up in just a moment along with garbage time. Still time to get your thoughts in, the good, the bad, the ugly on the Broncos. Who's in a better spot right now, Broncos or Raiders? What about the Chargers? Raiders have an interim head coach. Chargers are looking for a head coach. But you feel like both of those teams are in better shape than the Broncos right now. Even though Denver has beat the Chargers twice, Mm -hmm. finished ahead of them in the division, you just feel like, even with that, they're in a better place. Well, that's one guy. Justin Justin Herbert. Herbert. Justin Herbert's not there. Eh, Then maybe it's more of a... More it's Easton Stick, then it's like, eh, yeah. take the Broncos. All right, 937. Uh, send in your text or give us a phone call on the team line, 970-242-1340. It's the Western Slope's home of Colorado sports. Come on! This is the Jim Davis Show. Welcome back, 940. Felski and myself there. Gradula- congratulations to our late colleagues, Buffalo Bills, yes. by the way, on making the playoffs. Memory popped up on my Facebook from when you guys had to wear the Browns jerseys. Yeah. Such, such a good day. Still have a rash. It's never gone away. That's not for it's my much, jersey. That much be topical cream I put on it. No, no. I don't have a rash. It happened right after that. It, it's never gone away. It's brown. It's Nasty, just won't. won't the go rash away. is not the color of the team's jersey. It's not how it works. No, this was brown. It, it turned. It's actually a brown rash. It's purely a coincidence. I don't think so. No, I, I think there's. I think it's connected. All right, uh, it's time to open up the lid and hop in. Actually, not yet. Not quite yet. Not yet. We're gonna do garbage time soon. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm still getting used to the shift. Yeah. In uh, in four down territory, moving to the nine o'clock hour. Let's uh, dive into high school sports this last weekend because it was a very busy weekend. Kids getting back to school here soon, but um, teams playing coming off the holiday break and uh, start things out with boys basketball for the Monmouth boys basketball team still undefeated after their 67 to 26 one over Chatfield on Saturday. Jet Wells uh, led the Wildcats with 22 points. Max Orchard and Wilson Sigmund each added uh, 14 points apiece. Wildcats defense held Chatfield to a single point in the fourth quarter. Yikes. Great defense by Fruta. Stellar. But yeah. for Chatfield, scored one point? Whew. Yeah, you're not allowed to defend free throws either, so they might have yeah. held him to scoreless. 
Uh, Grand Junction boys, they improved to 7-3 and three on the season with their 70-35 to 35 win over Battle Mountain. Brady Page leading the Tigers with 18 points in that one. Also, uh, Central boys in their Southwestern League play at 5-5 five and five after their win over Basalt. We talked with John Sedanich earlier today. 55-53 victory over the Longhorns. Cam Redding with a uh, team-high 18 points. And we'll have Central hosting Montrose tomorrow night here on the team. Boys and girls play. Uh, we'll ha- talk with Red Ox girls coach Steve Skiff on tomorrow's program. But uh, Central host Montrose tomorrow night, pregame at 5 o'clock, tip-off at 5.30 for the girls' game, followed by the boys tomorrow night. Uh, Tyler Franson will have that for you out at Central. Palisade boys, they're back at 500 after beating Rifle 77-51. to Bulldogs are 6-6. Six and six. They host the Red Hawks coming up on Friday. Palisade girls' basketball team, they're now 9-3 and three on the season. They have now won more games than they won all of last season. Don Baver's team's playing really well right now. Yeah. They... Uh, Picked up a win at Rifle 51 to 28 over the weekend. Grand Junction girls with Sydney Brandon having a much better second year with Sydney Brandon as a head coach. They picked up their third win of the season thanks to a 44 to 29 win over Battle Mountain. Harper Young led the Tigers with the 10 points. Grand Junction snapped a six-game losing streak with a win. They're now three and six. Fruit Monument uh, Wildcat girls lost their second game of the season. They fell at home to Chatfield 40 to 37. Wildcats outscored in the third quarter by 22. Day mark Delta girls they notched their third one in a row after uh, beating Centauri on Friday 66 to 40. Uh, Delta was uh, led by uh, Kylie Huff in that game. She had 18 points, seven assists, and nine steals. They would go on to beat Alamosa on Saturday 63 to 45. The Delta boys they lost uh, to Centauri 57 to 48. Tucker Johnson leading uh, the Panthers with 21 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, Panther boys they lost to Alamosa 78. 276 and uh, we'll have more delta panthers basketball coming up uh, this friday right over on our sister station the monkey our highway 50 game of the week and just a reminder that tomorrow by the way for montrose fans you'll be able to hear your red ox taking on central on 102.1 fm tomorrow so uh, you'll be able to to tune into that out at uh, central high school all right 944 and uh along with basketball there was also a uh, plenty of uh, wrestling and swimming uh, going on as well. Fruit of Monument wrestlers Ben Romero, Will Stewart, and Tatum Williams all won titles at the Colfax Smackdown Saturday in Denver. Central's 150-pound Hassan Mains remains undefeated after winning a championship at the Torgerson Memorial Classic in Fort Collins. The uh, District 51 Phoenix girls wrestling team, they won their own tournament at the Border Battle at Central High School Saturday. Uh, Cheyenne Page, Molly Dare, Shiley Tuzan, also uh, Claris McCoy and... Adelaide McNeil, all won titles for the Phoenix and girls swimming. Grand Junction took Saturday's Montrose Invitational. So a quick uh, look at uh, this past weekend in uh, prep sports uh, across the valley. All right, uh, 945, Jim along with Buckeye. It's time to open up the lid and hop in. It's garbage time. We're taking out the trash. It's garbage time on the Jim Davis Show on the team. All right. Do you have anything you want to lead off with, or I've got... A, I do. The okay. pa- opponents for the next NFL season are out now that all of the standings have been solidified. The formula has spit out all the opponents. You want the Broncos opponents for 2024? Let me have them. Home games against your AFC West rivals, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders. You get the NFC South and the AFC North this year. So at home... Okay. 
Falcons, Panthers, Browns, and Steelers. The Colts were a third-place team in the uh, AFC South. South, thank you. And so you will get them as uh, part of your opponents as uh, you play the team in the AFC that finished in the same spot in their division as you. Away games, Chief Chargers, Rangers. The le- the rest of the South, Saints and Bucks. Rest of the North, Ravens and Bengals. You get the Browns and Steelers at home. Not sure if I mentioned that. The Jets. So. And then the third place team from the NFC West, the fighting Drew Locks and the Seattle Seahawks. Mm, okay. That's your away games. So home games, Chief Chargers, Raiders, Falcons, Panthers, Browns, Steelers, Colts. Chief Chargers, Raiders, Ravens, Bengals, Saints, Bucks, Jets, Seahawks on the road. So eight home games, nine road games next year. Not a terrible sounding schedule. But then again, the Broncos right now mm-hmm. are not a great football team. Yeah. Uh, home slate's going to might be kind of tough. Could be. Got Falcons, Panthers, Browns, Steelers, Colts. Yeah. Colts, um, Browns. Well, mm. I don't know. Well, Falcons. Falcons. Mm. Pan- Panthers are, should be a win. Falcons aren't great. Steelers you have no idea what's going to happen yeah. there. Colts exceeding expectations, I think. Mm-hmm. You could go yeah. two and seven on the road, though. That's a possibility. Ravens, Bengals, because Joe Burrow to be back. Yeah. Saints, I don't know. What, I have no I don't idea. know what that's going to look like. Bucks, that. They're in the playoffs, but mm. it's not like... That's a game the Broncos yeah. could lose, though. It, possibly. Jets, we're assuming Jets are there. And Rodgers, I, I read, were... It's pretty much a foregone conclusion. Zach Wilson's gone. Mm-hmm. They're going to trade him. So Trevor Simeon, come on down. <laughs> it's me Aaron Rodgers, man. It's going to be Rodgers. Trevor Simeon's because, winning games, though. Yeah, but... They also invested a lot in getting Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers! Yeah, that's true. This guy double-checked! So for my Cleveland Browns, their home games, non-division, are Chiefs, Chargers, Cowboys, Giants, and Dolphins. Woof. Thanks. Thanks for that, NFL. Appreciate that. That's a one-win run right there. Then road games, uh, Commanders, Broncos, Raiders, Eagles, Jags, Saints. Oh, Vegas. I smell Vegas. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, looking at the Broncos, it's it's not the most difficult schedule. It's not also, I'm, I'm, I'm sounding like I'm thin-setting here. Mm-hmm. Because who knows how good the Jets are going to be. Ravens should be good once again. Bengals with Burrow back will, will be good. Right. Plus, you got to go there. And improving Raiders team... Yeah, in, in in your division, who knows what's going to happen with the Chargers, Bucks, Saints. I I could see Denver going there and getting wins against the Bucks and the Saints. I could see that happening. Yeah, there, there's a whole lot of which team shows up on both sides. Yeah, though. is it the team that went on the five game winning streak, or is mm-hmm. it the the team that was one and five? And which Saints team do you get? The team that put yeah. up forty eight points yesterday? Yeah. But hosting the the Browns again, that's. That's good. Take that. Steelers at home. Who knows? Steelers, I don't know how good the Steelers are going to be in 2024. Is Mason Rudolph now the, the answer at quarterback? Right. Or is he, will they turn back to Kenny Pickett at some point? Remains to be seen. Don't forget about the truth. 
I think the truth is uh, the truth is that Mitchell Trubisky's probably done in, in Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> All right, yesterday, Tony Romo, not the first guy to do this, probably won't be the last, to refer to Washington as the Redskins. Interesting thing, though, is he wasn't doing that game. He wasn't doing the Cowboys-Redskins game. He was doing Packers and the Bears. But they talked about Montez Sweat, who was with Washington, now with the Chicago Bears. Uh, he was named to the Pro Bowl. And um, and Romo pointed out he had a chance to make NFL history. Montez Sweat has a chance to lead two franchises in sacks this year, the Redskins and the Bears. And then Jim Nance said, crazy, it's never happened in the history of the league. And then Romo quickly said, I, Commanders. He corrected himself. That's nah, going to happen. They were the Washington Redskins forever. So it's it's going to be hard to kind of shake. You're going to have that, you know, still part of your part. You know, when you when that name comes up, that's still going to be something you refer to. So Bill Belichick, as of right now, is still the head coach of the New England Patriots. And Fox NFL insider Jay Glazer said that Belichick is not expected to return to coaching the Patriots next season. So, where do you think Bill Belichick ends up if he's not the Patriots head coach? Part of me thinks he's because he admitted that he would make, I forgot, a concession on one area because that's what Robert Kraft is going to demand is that particularly on the offensive side he'd give up some of the control probably some of the control of of the the gm position i if he's not coaching for the patriots i honestly think he doesn't coach next year i think he might just be done yeah i don't know i he could you could say look i won my six super bowls Mm -hmm. i don't need to do this anymore but then again, does he want to become the winningest coach in NFL history? Because that's yeah, is that something that still means something to him. I don't know if he just jumps right back. I I really don't. So I I he I don't he, think he coaches the team next year if it's not the Patriots. He did he at the pre- Monday press conference. He said he would be willing to cede control some of the team's personnel decisions if it means remaining in New England. So that that could be mm-hmm. the thing that that could be it, the out for yeah. Robert Kraft. He's been the GM for 24 years. Mm-hmm. He says I have multiple roles in that. I rely on a lot of people to help me in those responsibilities. If somebody's got to have the final say, I'll rely on a lot of other people to help. And however that process is, I'm only part of it. So according to the the press conference, so he made in the 71. Made it fairly clear he doesn't want to go anywhere. Yeah. That he would prefer to give up some control to, to stay in New England mm-hmm. and and try to play play the role he does as a coach yeah. to get them back to being a playoff contender. Kraft's going to have to fire him. There's not yes. going to be this parting. There won't be a trade. No. It'll be a parting of mutual, mm-hmm. mutual parting. We'll see if he's willing to give up those, some of the control. Yeah, that's interesting. Then they may go, all right, well, hey, by the way, while you're doing that, we, you need to find, whether it's McDaniels coming back, whatever, you've got to, you've got to have a better mm-hmm. plan. In place for the for, offense. For the offense. And, and maybe Mac Jones, you, you missed Agreed. on Mac Jones. Yeah. 
that's why we got to have somebody else come in and be more involved in personnel decisions. Mm. And if he's willing to do those things, which at this stage, stage of his career, why would you want to move? It's, it's you have to go through the whole you right. know, the whole dance of you know which team you're going to go to. Are you going to be able to at the age of seventy one? You know, rebuild that team to get to be a playoff team. Are you not, even going to be able that, to get to see it through? Yeah, not not to say that he's going to be able to do that in New England, but at least he knows the lay of the land there. Mm-hmm. He knows Bob Kraft. His son's the team president. Jonathan's the, the team president. Yeah. He knows he knows that organization, and it's he's going to have a far better chance at quick a quick turnaround success staying in New England. Yeah, and ceding some of the control of of some of the personnel decisions. Remember when uh, Robert Sala and Rich Cimini got into the issue a few weeks ago when they lost to the Browns? Remember this? Maybe you're not conveying what you really feel inside, but you don't seem like particularly like angry or upset about it. I'm wondering if you could just share like what's really churning inside of you now. Um, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure on the question, Rich. I'm... Uh... Do you want me to throw the podium on the floor? Remember that? Yep. Well, they had a little bit better exchange since Robert Shala's had a shave, apparently. Well, good. Next, right about. You're, you're not going to ask me if I'm going to do cartwheels? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like Robert Sala. All right, one final text today from Rob this morning. Good morning, Rob. Good, lots of NFL to watch. Bad Broncos were part of that. Ugly, let the excuses begin for who is to blame. And on that note, mm-hmm. thank you, Rob. Thanks to everybody that texted in today. Appreciate it. Back with you tomorrow. We'll have our, our Mav Day tomorrow brought to you by Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer. 